It's time to lock in. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, exciting, thrilling finish. Live from Mobile, Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP presents 99 yards away. Win this game for one another. The final drive with Corey Labounty and Michael Bronner. Do your job and play together. The final drive. Live on 105.5 FM and streaming on the Sound of Mobile app. I cannot believe it! From local rising stars to Hall of Famers, Mobile and Baldwin County have been the starting point for some of the most successful sports figures in history. And now, exclusively on WNSP, we present the ultimate insider experience. Welcome to Mobile's Finest, where we bring you unfiltered and in-depth conversations with the extraordinary athletes and coaches who call the Gulf Coast home and how they became Mobile's Finest. Welcome to our number two of the final drive. And on Wednesdays, that means we feature Mobile's Finest. And joining us here in the studio is the newest verbal commit class of 2024 to the South Alabama Jaguars and head coach Kane Womack, our quarterback. And you can say what you want to about his skill set being an athlete, but I've seen his arm, folks, and this young man can flat out sling it. Jared Hollins joins us here in our Mobile's Finest segment. Jared, good afternoon. Hope all is well, my friend. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all for uh, getting me on. Well, it's a pleasure for you. It's a pleasure for me to have you in the studio with us because, Jared, here last week, you decided to go ahead and, and keep it local. You had schools like North Carolina State, Boston College, Marshall, all recruiting you, but you decided to go ahead and, and stay local and Go ahead and play your home games at Hancock-Whitney Stadium and call South Alabama home. Tell us what made South Alabama feel like home. Um, the way they uh, want me to be here and they building a local community of guys. You know, I've played with some guys that they already recruited and already got committed in this class. And uh, they have a, a vision for me that I really didn't see myself uh, being a hometown guy. I could be the hometown hero face of the program um, in the next few years. And so, you know, hearing that at my age as a, as a kid, that's just like something you want to hear. You know, growing up playing a quarterback position, that's something you dream of, playing on a big stage and uh, people behind you rooting for you. And knowing that being at home, it'll be a lot of people rooting for me just from um, because of where I'm from. So that played a lot of, uh, into my decision to commit. Jared, I know a lot of guys who are high school quarterbacks will make the transition to other positions in college. And I know South is recruiting you as a quarterback. So how did the desire to stay at the position of quarterback factor into your recruitment as well? Um, at the end of the day, I'm a football player. I love playing football. Um, I thank God I got uh, the opportunity to go play quarterback at the next level. But that was something uh, that was never anything I, I talked about with any of the guys that recruited me. It was always strictly quarterback. Um, they never had intentions on taking me to a different position. And uh, I thank God for that. Uh, and uh, I just look forward to the next few years. Well, we look forward to watching you play last year. It, it didn't start off the way that people had anticipated. And we'll do a little backstory for Jared Hollins, who is a 2024 
rising senior at Mary G. Montgomery High School. You've had two tales at Mary G. Montgomery. And, of course, for those that aren't familiar with the MGM Vikings, they had lost maybe 24, 25 games in a row and just weren't going in the direction that a lot of people felt that a community like Sims and a school like MGM could go to. So you decided to go ahead and transfer over and go across the state lines to Mississippi, and you played a, a full high school year. So as a freshman, you were at Mary G. Yeah. Then as a sophomore, you moved to Mississippi and played football with your brother, yes, who is currently on the Illinois roster. Tell us a little bit about what sent you to Mississippi and your brother who currently plays for Illinois also? Um, well, as you you know, the the history at MGM wasn't very great. And uh so we had to get up we had to make a business decision. So uh I mean one day, I mean, it was out of nowhere for me. I was in class, they called me out of class and we gone. So uh my brother got to play his uh senior year over there and um, you know, God blessed him with an opportunity to go and play football at the next level and that's what it's always been about for us, just getting there. Uh, to the next level and having that opportunity to play. And uh, that's, it was a great year. Um, I got to play football with my brother. That's something that I really enjoy doing. And um, after that, though, I made my decision to come back. So what school was that that you went to in Mississippi? And what's your brother's name? Uh, it was George County High School, and my brother's name is uh, Ashton Hollins. Ashton Hollins is a name that a lot of people do remember as, like yourself, 6'3", and, and a big-time lanky player and what position did, did he play not only at MGM but in his time at George County uh, in high school my brother was a quarterback um, he was just a, a freak athlete uh, a guy that when you step on the field you know that he's he's that guy he's the top dog on the field and, and that's what he was uh, he played quarterback um, at MGM and at George County and um, he actually got his uh, offer to Illinois at a camp running receiver. Like I'm talking about, he's an athlete, and his arm was hurt, so he was up at a camp at Alabama running that receiver, just killing guys. And so he got his offer from there, and he ain't looked back since. Jared Hollins, our guest on Mobile's Finest on the final drive this afternoon, quarterback of the MGM Vikings, recently committed to South Alabama. Jared, I got to ask, like, you know, I remember seeing you at Media Days last year, and, you know, Zach Golson comes in, takes over a program that, like Corey said, had lost whatever it was, 25 straight games in a row, had gone 0-10 the year before. I mean, what were you thinking? Y'all made the playoffs last year in 7A. Like, what were you thinking when Coach Golson came in? Like, did you even think that that was possible? Of course. Um, you know, as a player, you know one thing, that's to win, to go compete. Really, once the season starts and while I'm playing, I never have no thoughts of, man, we lost 24 straight games, 25 straight games, whatever whatever the case may be. My job is to go out there and win, and that's what I that's what I try to do. I don't worry about what could have been, what was. I'm trying to I'm trying to make what could be happen. And then early in the season, you know, y'all were not winning games, but you were so close against so many teams, lost so many close games. I mean, how does that kind of inspire, you know, Coach Go Coach Golson, I'm sure, is telling you, you know, we're so close, we're right there in so many games, and then you guys obviously go on a, a great run towards the end of the season to make the playoffs. I feel like it just had to click. Um, I remember after the fourth game, you know, we had lost two by one point in overtime and one by four points in the last quarter, two minutes of the game, and then we, we had a um, – a bad game against Pharaoh, but I remember after that fourth game in the huddle, I told them, guys, if we get this right, I believe we're in the season six and four, and that's just what we did. We went and got it right, and once it clicked, and the ball just kept rolling, we never looked back. 
Jared Hollins, quarterback at Mary G. Montgomery, 6'3", 185. And I, I think he may be a tad bit taller than 6'3". He's definitely done a little bit of growing since the end of last season, which is scary. Threw for 2,100 yards, 21 touchdowns, only two interceptions, folks, one year ago. Think about that. Only two interceptions, 21 touchdowns, over 2,100 yards, and really kind of put the state on notice, but you have a wide receiver that had over a thousand yards probably within the first four or five games, and that being James Bolton. And I know that's one of your favorite targets, but talk about the chemistry that you and James Bolton have because this young man is a special wide receiver also. Yes, sir. Um, me and James been playing football together since we was four. Um, uh, I told a story the other day on a, a different interview I actually was playing center at the time though for my <laughs> brother uh, James was the athlete he uh, always has been and uh freshman year while I was at MGM it was his first year at receiver and we clicked instantly there and so I left and came back and looks like we never missed a beat <laughs> so I, I love the fact that not only do you have James who was an absolute flyer and probably wound up with over 2,000 yards receiving last season of course you threw for 2000 so anytime you can have the wide receiver with over a thousand yard receivers in high school is impressive you also added troy flowers to your running game kind of late so now it doesn't make you a one-dimensional team you also have jalen culver and shundell harris is another flat-out playmaker for the mgm vikings but knowing that coach golson is a former quarterback himself how does that help you because i know jeff kelly being a former quarterback at Sarah Land or, or quarterback in general, a head coach at Sarah Land, being able to talk to K.J. Lacey, knowing that you're talking to an offensive guy who understands and probably processes information the same way you do. Talk about that that relationship that you have with Coach G. Uh, coach Golson, me and him have a great relationship. Um, I think it goes far beyond the game of football. And uh, him being a quarterback, former quarterback, offensive guy, I believe that's just he's good at that. And that gives me a confidence in his play calls and the way he tries to scheme up things for certain players and, and uh, things like that. It just gives me a confidence to go out there and play and trust in what he's doing and what we're trying to get accomplished. Well, you guys accomplished a lot. For sure. I mean, you're looking at having a six and five season, getting that taste of the playoffs. I know you have seven on seven that has been going on this summer. You've probably been to some camps and clinics yourself. But how seven on seven going for the Vikings right now? Uh, it, it's been good. I wouldn't say great by any means. Uh, first first camp we went to, we was four and two. We lost in the second round. Second camp we went to, we was five and two. We lost in the third round. Uh, and that's that's okay. Uh, we have room to grow. We have uh, room for improvement. But it's better also than last year. Last year at this time, 707, we had went to the first camps. We lost out in the first round. We lost our first three games at the camp. So, you know, we've improved a lot, but we still have a lot of room for improvement. Jared, I got to go back to that two interception stat for for just a second here because i you know i went i was going to to write a little write-up on your commitment yesterday i was looking at some numbers and you know it's one thing if you're you're bare, you're in an offense that's barely throwing the ball but you threw over 2,000 yards and and 21 touchdowns but only two interceptions i mean is is coach golson just drilling it into your head that like you do not th do not make a dangerous pass like how do you how do you avoiding turning the ball over 
uh, I believe I have guys that I throw to that makes it hard for me to throw interceptions. So I'm gonna give that credit to them. If I do have throw a bad pass, they they become cornerbacks. They Love break it. stuff up. Uh, and I'm going to clear that up, though. My regular season, I had 24 touchdowns and three interceptions. Okay. No, so. thank you for clearing that up for me. So <laughs> you give, give yourself a, a few extra touchdowns, and we'll uh, we'll take one more interception. It's still, you know, we're still in the low single digits there. Yes, sir. You, you can't beat the experience that you guys gained, though. Talk to us about the MGM and Sims community because they've been starving for a winner, whether you guys were 0-9, 0-10, the fans in the stands would still be packed in Sims. And now that you guys started to turn that corner and the excitement and the renovations and the new uniforms and the new look and the new swag that Coach Golson has brought to the program, I know that has to create a lot of excitement, not only by you, but all your teammates also. Yes, sir. I think you can see energy from the outside looking in. Uh, the difference in the program, the different um, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, level of energy. I'm just going to say energy again. I was trying to use a smarter word, but <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> I'm just going to go with that one. So uh, in our spring game last year or my first year um, there, we played ourselves. It was an inter-squad scrimmage. But you could just tell that we was a different team, and they seen that. And then our first game we lost against Williamson in an excruciated fashion. But you can tell that we was a different team. And they showed up. Every game they showed up looking for that first win. Just as we showed up every week to practice, we're looking for that first win. They was there the same way, looking for that first win. And uh, they never gave up, gave up on us. They supported us all through the season. And then we finally gave them what they wanted. What did it mean to finally get over that hump against Baker? And, and that was, I mean, you know, of course, that's the Battle of West Mobile. That's always circled on your schedule. But Baker has absolutely dominated that rivalry and just to be able to get a taste of what it felt like to be on the other side of that rivalry and to hoist that cup and that championship, I guess, tradition cup up and, and know that it's going to stay in Sims for a year. What was that feeling like? It was a great feeling. Um, but I tried one thing, me personally in my game, never get too high, never get too low. So after the wins and losses, you take it the same way. I'm trying to stay level-headed and stay flat and steady. So after the game, it's really the same. Like football is football. You're going to go out there, you're going to play, you're going to have fun. That's what I try to do and give God all the glory while doing it. So at the, at the end of the game, I just take a picture with the coach, head back to the locker room, and get up out of there. I, I love that not too high, not too low, even killed is you can tell on this interview that Jared Hollins is giving us today. And I, I know that Coach Womack, he has a lot of energy. I don't. I know you've seen him on the sidelines. He's a defensive type of guy, and his passion is is contagious. and And you becoming part of the Jaguar program, I know, is contagious. But when you look at the South Alabama roster, when Coach Womack took over, he said that he was going to bring in more local talent, not just not just sign guys, but guys that could come in and produce. And that's exactly what you've seen. Was that kind of influential? for yourself seeing other local guys that you've seen coach just not waste a scholarship on but to actually earn a place on the field uh, of course and uh you know when he sells that to me it's even more believable it's not like he's just out here trying to sell something with no nothing to back it up he has evidence a proven track re record if you will um like in Colin Lacey here and putting on for the city so I, if I can look at that and say he can do it well now that gives me faith and hope that I can go in and he wants to use me the same way.
I know that family means a lot to you. I, I have an opportunity every week to present the Crichton Optimist Club Player of the Week. And on a few occasions, we had a lot of Vikings that would join us for lunch there and for that award. Talk to us about your family members, because I know you have a deep family, and family means a lot to you as well. Yes, sir. Uh, I do. Um all of my family has been supportive of me since day one playing any sport, whatever that be, uh, trying to help me get better. Um, they always push me to be my best, and I, I thank them for that. Uh, in particular, my grandfather, Charlie Andrews, he's been a, a, a really great help uh, and a solid foundation in my life since a little boy. He, he, he put me in lessons, pitching lessons, and, and he put my brother through quarterback country and, you know, just trying to put us in the best situation to – succeed in our life and my Mimi uh LaRonda Andrews she's been my uh foundation of my faith and I and I thank her for that more than uh, more than anything because all this stuff gonna come and go football is gonna come and go it's gonna be done in a few years I'm gonna be done with this I, I'll look back and say I had a good run but God ain't never gonna go nowhere I'm gonna I'm gonna be the same he gonna be the same he gonna be the same I've changed many times but he gonna be the same when all this is over then my mom and dad, they've been supportive of me the best best they can be, and uh, I appreciate them for that. They they just want to see me happy, and they uh, you know, they love me to the best they can, and I couldn't ask for nothing more. Well, I tell you, it's just a phenomenal way to to watch your growth and maturity because I know Al Whedon and I covering games for the Mobile County Public School System on a weekly basis, and and seeing an opportunity and seeing the joy in the Sims community and the program after you guys did defeat Baker. But again, just seeing your growth there from when you were a freshman until when you decided to come back and leave George County. And I know you're looking back like, man, that's one of the best decisions we could have ever made as a family. Because if you're 0-10 again, you're like, well, we gave it our best bet. But to be surrounded by the type of teammates and by the type of success that's within the Sims community now, I know that you have so many young student athletes coming up through the Sims football program, and I know that you probably had role models looking up. And to know that you're a role model to those six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old Sims Vikings youth program, what does that mean to you? Uh, like I said earlier, this this game of football can only go so far and take you so far. So I, I try to be – I want to be remembered as a, a good player, a great player, but an even better person. So whoever I come across, I try to treat them as if, you know, we've been best friends and I've known you for a long time. I try to make everybody feel like uh, they're, they're welcome and I don't ever want to shun nobody away. So, I mean, I just try to be a, a good uh, influence because I know – a lot of kids today, they um a little scared to stand out in their faith. But I want to be outspoken about that, and I want somebody to see that God is real. And, and I want to live my life in such a way that somebody else can say, I want something. I want what he has. That's awesome that, that you're able to bring that aspect to your game and, and share with others as well. When you look at this area and you hear names like K.J. Lacey, when you hear names like Josh Flowers, and you see yourself, you know, how, how does it make you feel knowing that there's so many other great athletes 
that are competing right here in class of 23, 24, 25, 26, knowing that you're playing in the best talent pool in the entire state of Alabama? Uh, I mean, I'm just going to be real. When you look around and, and you want to be the top guy, right, uh, last year, and it's always good to compete. So, yes. you know, I, I love them guys. Like, I'm, I'm glad they had the success they having. Um, it ain't it ain't no no hate in in here, none of that. Sure. So it, it's good that we're all in the same area of playing, and we get to look and say, you know, we comparing against great <laughs> talent. <laughs> you know, it ain't like we playing against somebody that's you know less less talent or lesser level. I don't want to put anybody down, but you know, just guys that's really 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 good at what they do, and to be able to look and compare uh, against them. And I'd be lying to you if I told you I don't do that. <laughs> like, I feel like we all do. And, and it's good to look at great players and, and get inspiration from them. How much fun is it to, to sit and study the game? Because some people just can go out and play it. But how much mental prep time do you put in the quarterback room watching film on your next opponent? And what kind of pride do you take knowing that defensive coordinators are game planning? Hey, look, if we can take – Jared out of the game, then we have a chance to win this game. Um, I mean, it's a lot that goes into it, and I mean, but that's something you you accept uh, in this role in this position. So it's always great to game plan, and uh, I'll give my receivers random phone calls at random times, like, hey, if they do this Friday, then you just be ready because I'm gonna do, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna let you know, I, and we're gonna we're gonna eat off what they're doing wrong. So. And, and people that try to, like, you know, they try to take me out and they game planning against me, I mean, I'll, I don't know what to say about that. You have the number seven for MGM. Is there anything significant about the number seven for you? Is it is it Michael Vick or is that just the number, hey, this is what I gave you, this is what I'm going to wear, and do you want to keep wearing that at the next level too? Uh, Number seven, I feel like um, – that's God's number. So I had number two last year to start off with. And so um, they had number seven on two defensive players. I don't know where that uh, went wrong. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we changed it, and I was like, Coach, I need number seven. Like, that was my first option. Y'all didn't give it to me. He said he finally was like, all right, man, here you go. I got to go in and change all the rosters and all that. <laughs> and so James took number two because that was his first option. So, you know, that's that's the story behind number seven. Absolutely love it. And, you know, you've done a phenomenal job with us here today. You've done a phenomenal job walking the road to to where you're coming here as we prepare in about a month for high school media day. Look forward to to seeing you again there. And and as well as as watching you put on that South Alabama Jaguar uniform and being another hometown favorite and adding to the magnificent tradition and rich young tradition of the South Alabama football program. But knowing you're going to stay home for all your friends and family to still get a chance to see you pursue not only your football career, but life outside of football. Do you have a particular major that you're looking at in South Alabama, something you want to focus on, like you said, once the football stops spinning for you? Uh, electrical engineering, that's the uh, major I'm looking forward uh, into going into right now. And um, I don't think that's going to change. Uh, we got to talk with the, the professor over electrical engineering on the official visit the other day, and we heard a lot of good things. Um, so I think that's w the way I'm headed. A future electrical engineer who's going to continue to give a jolt to MGM's offense and continue to light up.
opposing defenses, and I'm looking forward to watching you guys start off the 2023 season for Coach Golson and the MGM Vikings. Our guest today, Mobile's finest, Jared Hollins, quarterback for the MGM Vikings, sitting in with us this afternoon. Thank you so much, and again, look forward to catching up with you very soon. Thank you all. God bless. Hey, this is Ladarius Owens, former Auburn football player and current CFL player. You're listening to WNSP.